Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Well, good morning and welcome back to uh, Grace Based Discipline. I was gone last week. I was in Atlanta. My uh, nephew was getting married, so it was a lot of fun to go there and we drove for 12 hours each way, so 24 hours of driving for 48 hours of playing, but it was, it was a good time. But we missed you, and I am glad to be back. Last week, he did okay? Yeah. Yeah? All right. All right. Well, one person thought you did really well, Peter. I tried to be you, too. Uh-oh. That was your first mistake. You're unique. Indeed. Indeed. Well, let me pray, and then, uh, and then I got a couple questions for you. Father, thanks again just for your grace and your truth, uh, how you love us and nurture us. And God, may we be open to you, uh, to how you relate to us and help us to learn how to relate to uh, our children and to one another in in the way that you relate to us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So uh, we usually start with a little table time. So we'll, uh, we'll do that. And these are the two questions I would like to ask you to share with one another. Uh, And I'll write them on the board as well. Who is your best friend, and how did you meet? And then follow-up question, what is something that your child does that just melts your heart? All right, so so those are the two questions. I'll write them on the board. Enjoy your discussions. So as we heard in the video from Karis, and if you didn't know, Karis means grace. That's why she was named that by her dad, Tim. Um, she talks about the parable of the prodigal son, Luke 15, the story that Jesus tells, maybe one of the most incredible stories ever. But the big question coming out of that that we want to focus on today is how do we relate to our children? And we see in this, in this story that Jesus tells, he has two sons. One's like, Dad... Give me, what, give, me, give me my inheritance now, and he squanders it. And the other one stays home and, and continues to be the faithful son, but, but kind of becomes begrudged of his brother. Um, and, and the father relates to each child differently. And I think that's, that's the question we're after today is, when our children act in a certain way, what is the motivation behind their action? I think that's a really important question that we have to ask before we enter into discipline or discovering what's going on with them. And so the motivations that we have to be aware of, and and there's a few, um, sometimes they're motivated by ignorance. They just don't know any better, you know? Sometimes you find your kids doing something and you're like, what are you thinking, right? Like, why would you even do that? And it's simply because... They want to discover. They want to explore. They want to find things out. And and you get to journey with them in that path of discovery and exploration and finding things out. But sometimes you're not going to be around and they're going to do something that's just like, what are you doing? And it's not, like Cara said, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But in this motivation, it's an ignorant thing. They just don't know any better. And so we get to help them to understand. And, and we don't have a ton of time. I, I'd love to read all these verses with you. But if you're taking notes and, and you're, you're saying, hey, here, here are some of the motivations we have and ignorance is one, look up James 1.5 later. 
And it, it simply tells us to pray for wisdom. And that's something that you can do with your children, is pray for wisdom so that they become less ignorant and, and stop being such an, of a knucklehead at times. Um, another motivation that, that seems to happen most commonly, maybe, is one of selfishness. And I think as parents, we can even relate and understand because sometimes we want to be selfish. And it, it takes this nurturing of the Holy Spirit to create a self-discipline within us, a self-control within us to deny this selfishness that we have. And this comes from the fact that they haven't yet learned to put others first in a way that we have. Um, and so we can help them to learn how to compromise and how to serve others. Uh, one of the things that I'm grateful for is one of the ladies in a parent of a child in my son's class is huge on service projects and service opportunities. And she's constantly throwing out these emails. Hey, here's a service opportunity. Here's a service opportunity. And we really encourage our son Grayson to, to partake in those. Because you, a lot of times you'll go on service opportunities and it may not be your thing and that's okay. But you, you learn how to serve. You learn how to deny self. You learn how to put off this selfishness in order to help others. And along the way, oftentimes you come across that service opportunity that just is amazing for you. Because God has gifted us and talented us with ability to serve and different gifts. And when you find the one that just sticks with you and that hits you, uh, man, that's, that's an amazing place to be. And even as adults, as parents, find that area in which God has gifted you to serve and really serve in that capacity. So a couple of verses, uh, Philippians 2.3 uh, simply encourages us to put others ahead of ourselves, and, and Mark 10.45. Uh, and this is Jesus saying that, you know, and, and Jesus is God, and he said, I didn't even come to be served, but to serve. Uh, so th that's another motivation. Another motivation that we're looking at is that sometimes kids are just eccentric or unique. Uh, and this comes from this freedom to be different, right? And Cars talked about this also, that, you know, I, I was talking with Jill, right? Yeah. And, and just saying how uh, Bethany, my wife, and Bella, our daughter, and I are, are very extroverted, but our son's very introverted. And, um, and so it took a long time for us to figure out how do we relate to this kid and, and what's the proper, when we go somewhere, I mean, when we'd go somewhere in someone's house, he'd be like, find a corner, and he'd be like right in the corner like this, like looking and observing and, and just not comfortable. And then after a while, he would, he would kind of ease himself into, into the environment. Uh, and so we had to nurture him into this thing of, you know, it's not okay just to bail right when we get there, like introduce yourself, say hello, shake hands, give hugs, and then, and then you want to slink away for a little bit, that's totally fine. But, but we had to learn how to do that with him. Um, so sometimes children are just different than us, and that's okay. And I'm sure you can look at your children and go, you know, maybe some of them are young, and you're seeing, seeing them form this, this identity, and you don't know yet. And maybe some of them are a little older, and they're just way different. Maybe some of them were adopted, you know, whatever it is, uh, they may be very similar. They may be very different. But if they're different, it's beautiful. So encourage them to be who God's created them to be, you know. And, and, and continue to encourage them 
with that. And you can say, look, that's not something that I have, but I see that in you, and that's a beautiful thing. Uh, Genesis 1.27 just talks about being created in the image of God, and all of us have that. It may not be exactly the same, but we reflect God in that way. Um, Another motivation is a lack of gospel awareness and understanding. In other words, they just haven't grown in Jesus or they may not yet know him. And that's okay. You know, we're sharing the gospel with them, continuing to encourage them, continuing to remind them who we are because of who Jesus is and who he's created us to be. And this is something we struggle with, right? I don't always live out a great gospel example. I don't always look like a kingdom citizen the way I'd like to. Uh, and so a few verses, Romans 5.8. Uh, and this is a beautiful thing that, that says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, and, and right now when your kids are knuckleheads and they do some knuckleheaded things, just remember, they may not yet know Jesus as well as they could. And, and, but God came for us while we were lost. I mean, that's the story of Scripture. That's the good news of the gospel, right? I mean, look at right from the beginning. When Adam and Eve sin, what do they do? They hide. What does God do? Where are you? Right? And if we've been taught something that says God can have nothing to do with sin, and we thought that that meant he can't be with us or come to us while we're sinning, uh, that's not the story of Scripture. Romans 5.8 says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Right from the beginning, we see in Genesis that God runs to them when they're hiding in their sin. Where are you? Because he loves us. Just like this father in Luke 15. He every, when his son comes back, what does he do? He runs out to him. Runs out to him. That's shameful in that culture to run for an old man to run. But he runs out to his son. And how could he have run out to his son unless every day he'd been looking for him? Every day, waiting, knowing that he'd come back. Um, and so share the gospel with your children. Uh, a couple of other verses, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Uh, Romans 7, talks, Paul talks about, man, I do what I don't want to do. And we, we struggle with that, right? We, we don't always do what, what honors God. And even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane says to his disciples, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so he says the remedy for that is prayer. Um, And it may not be a motivation. It may be some unmet need. So there's three unmet needs that I want to talk about real quick. Uh, It may be an unmet physical need. They may be acting out because they're hungry or tired or thirsty, sick, cold, hot. There's, there's numbers of things, especially when they're super young. You know when they're super young, right? They're crying, they're, they're hitting things, they're grabbing for things because they're tired, right? We see that all the time in infants. Um, but as they grow older, sometimes we're less um, aware that they may just need, they may be just hungry. They might just be tired. They might just need, you know, Something. They might be cold, whatever it is. So be aware of those things. Um, so, some children have special needs. 
whether they're ADHD or they have autism or mental challenges or, or past trauma. So be aware of those things as well. Um, and then sometimes they have an unmet inner need. And so we talked about these freedoms, right? The freedom to be different, the freedom to be vulnerable, the freedom to be candid, the freedom to make mistakes, or as Karis put it, the freedom to be imperfect. Um, but with those freedoms, they, they, they really connect with these needs. There's a weft and weave between them. There, there's, a, there's a connection between them. And when we uh, have a freedom to be different, it's really a desire to have significance. Um, when, when there is a freedom to be vulnerable, then what this does is it helps them to know that, that they are securely loved because they can be vulnerable. When uh, they have the freedom to, to make mistakes or to be imperfect, then, uh, again, this shows them that they are loved and, and there's a hope, right? That I'm not, I'm not a failure. I'm not always going to make mistakes. I'm not always going to mess things up. But there's a hope that I'm going to grow. But we need to nurture that and give them that freedom. Uh, and when we discover our children's motivation behind their actions, it may give us insight into a perception that they may have so we, we can relate to them better and understand them. And like the two sons Jesus refers to in Luke 15, our own children may have a perception, and that perception may be one of license. She talked about that, right, which is entitlement. Uh, when we did the grace and truth matrix, if you remember, we said all grace and no truth is just enablement, entitlement. It's license because it's not grace. It's just entitlement. Um, or they may be on the other extreme of legalism, that they are super rule followers. My daughter, man, she is a rule follower. She is not, I mean, to the T. She's super literal, and she wants to follow every rule, dot every I, and cross every T. And so, you know, for her, it's like, Bella, it's okay, like, giving her grace and helping her see like it's great that you want to do things well but when you don't it doesn't mean you're less valuable or less worthy um and so uh let's look at some of the potential dangers real quick and then i'll wrap up uh license again car said a toxic negligence of the rules an unbelief or ignorance that salvation should progress toward holiness not come automatically and, and this is the thing, like people that live with license think, I'm there, I've arrived. So some verses to look up, Romans 6.6, 6, 1 Corinthians 6.11, Romans 12.1 and 2, and Galatians 2.20. Legalism, a toxic hyper-focus on the rules, is an unbelief or ignorance that salvation is a gift, not a debt. And I think this is something that we struggle with a ton because when we're talking about salvation as a gift, even in our salvation, sometimes we're working to be better, to do better, to, to earn it. And that's the thing that just can't happen. We can't earn grace. It's freely given. And so we should freely give it. A couple of verses, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Romans 6.23, John 3.16, and Romans 
Um, but in e either perspective, wherever they lean, whether they lean towards license or legalism, in both perspectives, there's an essential need for the gospel. And that's the thing that we must always be talking with them about. Who God is, what he's done, and, and what this life is about. So I know that was a lot. The video was a little long. Let me, let me pray and we'll wrap up. Father, thank you that you relate to us perfectly with your grace and truth. Uh, God, help us not to live entitled lives or legalistic lives, but help us learn to calibrate grace and truth the way that you do with us so that we live in the freedom that you've given us and we live this abundant life that you've promised us. And help us to be parents that nurture our children into these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.